Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome back to Nevada Wild. If you are listening to us on SoundCloud, this has been one long podcast. And if you're listening to us on the radio, this is a whole new podcast. So just to refresh you, we are talking about that we're approaching the deadline of the big game application period. You can apply for big game tags until May 4th, until 11 p.m. on May 4th. So we have big game biologist Cody McKee, Cody Schroeder, some procrastinators here, Zach Campbell, CJ Ellingwood, and then we have Aaron Keller, per usual, and I'm Ashley Sanchez. So we'll get right back into it. Um, Aaron, you brought up a good point. We've had some major changes this year just with our current situation, um, and one of the big ones is hunter education, and we've had a lot of questions about it. So do you want to clear that up for people? Yeah, so... um... You know, we're all working from home with this, this crazy times that we're going through. And uh, we had almost 60 hunter education classes scheduled for the month of April um, up until the May 4th deadline for the big game application period. So we had, you know, thousands of, of students ready to get certified to, to get their applications in. And, and now with the, the social distancing and the, uh, the working from home for us and um, just the safety of everyone involved, our volunteers and staff and students, um, we had to basically cancel all those classes. And so what we did is we changed all of our hunter education classes to an online only class. And we had set that up last year and we, um, we wanted it for adults. So we set it for 21 and older last year. And so it was, it was functioning like it should. And then, uh, with this, with this change, we decided to lower the minimum age to 11. And so what that does is it lets any student go online and take their hunter education um, so they can get their, their applications in. Now, it does open up some, some stuff for us that we're gonna try, you know, cause we like the educations and the hands-on side of hunter education. So we wanna, we're gonna try to open up some classes maybe this summer or early fall um to get some hands-on stuff for the kids or for some people but we didn't want to hold anybody up from being able to apply um so that was that was probably the biggest change so anybody listening that needs hunter ed you can just go to one of our online providers you can find that on our website and uh, sign up take your whole course online once you finish that you'll just print out your hunter education certificate and uh, you can link it to your account um on endilicensing.com. And uh, if you're out of state and you're looking to come to Nevada, um, on, along the same lines of Hunter Ed, is uh, you have to pre-register your Hunter Education card. So all you have to do is just send it to us. You can click the orange support button um, or when it prompts you um, when you're creating your account on endilicensing.com. You only have to do that one time. So if, you're, if you've ever applied in Nevada, you probably have it on file. Um, but if you haven't hunted here yet or haven't applied here yet, we'll uh, just send it in. Give us some little bit of information about yourself and um, we'll get it on your account so you can apply. Those things, we're, we're looking at them. You're, while I'm talking, you're probably hearing my computer ping 
through my through my speakers and that's those are hunter education cards coming in that we're verifying and uh, we're doing them all hours of the day and night working um, hard yep yep trying to get everybody cleared and ready to go um, some things that people can do is is create their account and then send us their card that way we can just put it right on their account um, and same with uh, with students they can go on and create their create their account and then take the course and when they're done they can it'll automatic they'll automatically link it themselves so that's a good segue before we get into the fun stuff because i am going to ask those of you who have already applied what what kind of tags you put in for but before we get to all of that i do just want to go over some of the other frequently frequently asked questions we've had um just a common one zach you brought this up is some people have a hard time, especially because it's like a once a year type of thing for a lot of people. They have a hard time even getting into their accounts. And that's sometimes because they hit sign up instead of log in, or it could be vice versa. They don't have an account yet. So they hit uh, log in when they should be hitting sign up. So Zach, do you want to expand on that a little bit just to help people out? Yeah, that's pretty much it. But when you get in there on the top uh, right corner, it will say sign up and it'll also say sign up. Uh, log in. If you've applied in the past, then you need to put uh, log in. You already have an account with Endow. You, you've already uh, put in last year. So a lot of people do come in and they do accidentally try to sign up, but you're already there. You already, you already have an existing account. So um, that's for signups for new people that haven't ever put in for the draw. So make sure that you're clicking the right one. That's the first step, right? So just remember, Log in if you already have an account, you've already hunted with Endow. Um, sign up if, it, if you're a first time uh, customer, first time putting in for the draw. And then um, people forget their password a lot. You can reset your password right there. We have a, a link um, on the page where you can either get password emailed uh, to you. And then there's also an option to um, get a new password uh, without an email. So there's, those are the, for me, those are the two biggest uh, problems people have just getting into the system to even uh, step one for filling out their uh, big game tag application. CJ, do you have any more that I know you've been on the phones probably a lot more, definitely a lot more than me this year. And I know you, same with you, Ashley, what else stands out for you guys? Just one thing to note is it's super easy. If you, if you know you applied last year and can't get into your, your account, just hit forgot password. And if you don't know, if you don't have access to that email anymore, there's a way to reset your password without an email. So you just hit forgot password and then it takes you to a page and actually in giant green at the bottom, it says reset password without an email. So um, it's super easy. And then that gets you into your account and then write down that password and save it somewhere for next year. So those are just small things worth going over because say you, you're a procrastinator, like some of these guys and haven't logged in yet, the, these may be some of the issues you run into because that is a huge majority of the questions we get every year. So, so another one that I kind of wanted to give everybody a heads up was um, in Nevada, if you don't apply two consecutive years, you, your bonus points go away. And so there's people that, you know, for whatever reason, they thought they applied, they, or they just didn't apply. Um, log into your account and you can find that under points and uh, points and applications on the left hand side and you can just see where you're at you can check out what points you have 
you can look at you if, if I don't know if you forgot you didn't apply, you know, or you applied, didn't apply two years ago, but you can log in, do some, you know, some self-help and kind of look at that and uh, see where you're at with points because points do matter when you get into some of these tags, uh, you know, um, weapon choice, things like that play into it, but um, points definitely help. So I'm thinking, anyone else have anything else they want to go over? Because I almost wonder, we just have a couple minutes left here. We may hit the break and then come back. We're going to talk to each of you about what you're putting in for. So before we do that, anything else, Cody? Yeah, I got one. Uh, the alternate box on your application. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, so before... Um, things kind of were put on the back burner. There were some discussions within the department and our wildlife commission about improving tag return, the tag return process and, and making sure that we get more of those return tags in hunters' hands before the season opens. And I'm not sure where that was at, but I don't think that it's being, uh, it's going to be passed for this year. So that makes that alternate box when you apply very important. And I don't know if everybody really knows what that means when they're asked if they want to be an alternate. Um, essentially, when you check that box, you're saying that at any point in time, up to two weeks before the season starts, you're willing to get a return tag. And so uh, by checking that, um, you can essentially uh, opt in and uh, I know of some people that have uh, the last few years have received some pretty good tags because somebody else returned a tag before the season started. So it's just another way to improve your chances of hunting in Nevada. And um, we currently have that return tag system. So if for whatever reason you receive an alternate tag and you can't go hunting because you've made other plans, you could always return it and, and still maintain your bonus. Good info. Yeah, that's a great point. I think I've known, I don't know, two or three people that have gotten sheep tags on return tags uh, when they've checked the alternate box. So if you want to have a big orange sheep, you can click that box. If you want to save points, you know, and you don't, you know, you can't necessarily go, you want to plan farther ahead, you don't have to click the box. Cool. Well, that's a good stopping point right there. So we will be right back after this quick break. You're listening to Nevada Wild. Mm -hmm. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. Today we are talking about the big game application period and we're calling out to all of you people who haven't applied yet and those who have applied. Remember you could change your hunt choices. So Aaron, let's start with you because you made a good point for a lot of people that go on and they just buy their hunting license but it is beneficial to buy a combination license and explain why and then get into your choices. Yeah, so um, a couple of years ago, we we did a license simplification and we, we got rid of all of our stamps and anything that kind of added on to your license in the past, a, a license, whether it was hunting or fishing, 
you couldn't do a whole lot with it. And so you had to have a stamp added onto it. And when we did our license simplification, we lumped everything back to get back together. So you just have to get a fishing license to go fishing, get a hunting license and you can hunt for small game. And then, uh, you know, obviously you have to have a tag to go hunting for big game, but I would encourage people to, to buy the combination license when they're on, um, you know, purchasing their license. And then, uh, because the, our state has been doing really well the last few years and we're, you know, we're, we haven't been in a drought. The fishing's been great. We've set a couple, um, state records over the last couple of years in some waters. And, uh, a lot of the places that we go hunting are places that have really good fishing close by. And if you're not, you know, if you get your buck or your bull early and you're camping close to water, um, stay a couple extra days and do some fishing. And really the cost is, uh, it's not, it's pretty mar marginal as far as like, once you're already out there, um, you know, just a, a combination license is 75 bucks and a hunting license by itself is 40. Uh, so. You might as well just buy it all at once. Yeah, so you might as, might as well buy it all at once and, uh, and get it done, you know. Um, you know, there's no regrets once you have it in your pocket. Exactly. Good point. So yeah. that being said, just to throw that out there, um, let's get into your choices. Have you, I can't remember, are you one of the procrastinators, Aaron? Yeah, I'm a procrastinator for no real reason. Um, I pretty much know what I'm going to apply for. I just haven't done it. Um, and the way that I pick my choices, well, so in the back of my mind, I'm, I'm thinking about my kind of odds of drawing a tag. Um, which is why I hunt with um, archery and muzzleloader. Um, I want a little bit better odds of getting a tag, but I pick my choices based off of where I want to go hunting. And I've said it in podcasts before, um, you know, I, I pick places that I want to spend my vacation time. So that's typically in the fall when I'm, you know, during hunting season, I want to, I want to, find a good spot to go camping. Last year I had a cow tag and a muzzleloader deer tag, both uh, great times of year to be outside. And uh, took my took my six-year-old with me. He was five at the time on both hunts and uh, had a great time. So I, I order my choices based off of uh, location on the state and time of year. Good, I like it. Yeah. Does anyone have anything to say against that? Who would? Why would they? <laughs> I'm just trying to start drama. Um, Zach, what are my, you? My, mine's pretty much the... Uh, I mean, yours, the way you lay it out. Yeah, I don't have much drama behind my choices. I just pick good places to go. Nevada is a really cool state, and there's tons of different spots you can go that uh, are beautiful, and uh, that's how I do it. Yeah, that's a good... I like it. Zach, last minute? Yeah, it's... um like I am the procrastinator so I don't have my choices but it this year's a little different than other years like I mentioned at the beginning I want to be out in the field I want to go hunting so um my odds are better switching to archery um so I'm and this year is also different because it'll be the first time I've uh that I'm going to do a party hunt so we're going to do a mule deer party hunt and we are still waiting on the third member of the party to finalize the choices uh to decide that where we're going to go there um but 
just like Keller said, it's where you want to, where you want to go camping, where you want to spend your vacation time. For me, I normally will um, pick that uh, swinging for the fences. Like, like CJ says for that, that unit, I really want to go for my first choice and uh, first and second choice. But then for me, I like to um, in the middle choices and down towards the bottom um, kind of um, where I have family ties and some cultural to it. So like, my parents used to have a, um, a ranch in central Nevada and um, I, I always put in for central Nevada because I want to go out and, and bring my dad with me and have some of those family experiences that we used to have. Uh, and it just gives us an excuse to go back out there. And then sometime towards down towards the bottom, it just what, where some of my best odds are to actually get out in the field. And then um, also towards the bottom, it's someplace that I might want to, um, explore that I've never been before. So it's a great way to force yourself to, um, if you get drawn in an area, you're going to go scout it. Most likely you're going to actually get to explore it and, and find new places in Nevada. And there's so much land and there's so many new places in Nevada. You could, you can go on a hike, you know, every week for the rest of your life and you know, finding all the little, um, unique spots of Nevada. So that's kind of how I, I plan my, my hunt. Situation. Keep coming in and out, but we're glad you're back and just in time to tell us what kind of choices are have you picked this year? You went over it a little bit in the beginning. You're waiting on. Some I didn't. I didn't. I didn't hear what Zach said. Um, He's all about any, the experience. Anything Zach puts in for, I'm I'm there. Um, no, it's it's a uh, when I do my choices, kind of like Keller said. Uh, you know, I think about where I want to be. I do put in for just about everything that I can. Um, I mean, I'm in on everything. And then when I'm when I'm going through it, I'll usually swing for the fences on my first or second choice, just a hunt that I really, really want. That maybe it doesn't have the best odds, but it's just one of those premium hunts. And then towards the back end of my application, I've got some places that I'm like, I'd like to spend time there. It might be a good hunt if you put a little effort in, and it could really be something worth going and exploring. And I like putting new areas too. Like they've said, we've got this big state, a ton of public land. Uh, I think if you went in and looked through some of those resources at the success rates in some of these off the grid areas, not as well-known areas, you'd be shocked how good the hunting can be. So yeah, that, that's kind of how, how I scale it. And then Cody Schroeder, you're one of the non-procrastinators of the bunch here. What kind of things are you going for? Well, I was going to say, Cody, can you just give us your five choices? Yeah, just let us all know. <laughs> just kidding. I can definitely do that. Um, like just others, I'm, I'm swinging for the fence on a few, and I pretty been put in for just about everything. I do put in for some other states, and I've actually already drawn a tag. Ooh. So that is definitely going to change my strategy just because of timing. Here. Um, what I'm looking at right now is uh, I live in Reno, so I want to hunt close to home if possible. 194, any legal weapon, first choice. 021, any legal weapon, second choice. Uh, 194, archery, third choice. So those are late hunts because I have a, a elk hunt in a different state. 
And then for my fourth and fifth choice, I'm looking at um, 051 Archery. And I have not decided between area six and area seven is my last choice for archery. But that will basically maximize my chances of drawing a tag anywhere, but also give me a shot at maybe getting a primo tag close to home. So there's my mule deer strategy. And then on my um, antelope, my uh, horns longer than ears. I've actually only got three choices on there. Uh, even though we've been telling everybody to do always do five. Um, there's really only three given the areas and the dates that I want to be hunting that I'm interested in. So I've got 076 as my first choice. 033 late as my second choice. 033 I'm sorry, 067 as my third choice. So there you have it. I may not, they may not stay that way. Um, I may change a few things, but that's what I'm at right now with nice. mule deer and prong antelope. Good options. Are you the type that you make your choice and then you keep dwelling on it and you will end up changing those? Well, that is one, that is one <laughs> thing that can happen if you go in early and you constantly open your um, profile and start tweaking things as you constantly change it. But, uh, you know, at some point I'll have to solidify those. You will, May 4th. Exactly. McKee, what do you got? Yeah, I just want to thank Schroeder. I just sat down and wrote down all of his choices <laughs> I and I will also be applying in those areas for deer. Uh, I'm in a little bit of a, I guess, down year in that I'm in a waiting period for my bull elk and for pronghorn. And, uh, you know, I would echo the various strategies that everybody is, has presented with respect to just wanting to go to a place that has uh, maybe some emotional meaning, um, looking at draws, uh, focusing on some of our trophy units, uh, one thing I wanted to bring up that's a new experience for me this year is my dad is applying as a non-resident and he wants to apply uh, with me as a party for mule deer. And uh, it's a little bit of a new approach to, to my application strategy because um, when you apply as a mixed residency party, you've got to be cognizant of both the quotas for the resident and the non-resident hunts. And typically what happens in those parties is you're actually really more closely tied to the draws for the non-resident than you are for the resident tags because there's just a lot fewer non-resident uh, tags available in the quota. So I've had to spend a lot of time reviewing the draws for non-residents, believe it or not, um, even though I'm applying as a resident and trying to uh, order my, my application in a way that I think we have a decent chance of getting a tag I'm really bullish on area seven this year for mule deer. I've got both the early and late hunts and the muzzleloader hunt on my application. And uh, I threw in a uh, pie in the sky hunt is my first choice. Chances are that's not gonna happen, but you never know, it's Nevada. And then um, I'm gonna round it out with the muzzleloader hunt in area six. And um, just based on some of the statistics that we have, bonus point information uh, from our non-resident hunters, I think we have a chance, um, but again, it, it, it can always uh, work out against us too. So um, that's kind of my little tidbit information I, I'd like to share. And then um, 
if we want to throw in some some insider tips to some of our listeners we didn't get to have our that's why they're here we didn't get to have our um, tag seminar this year and i know there's a lot of folks that kind of rely on the last two minutes of that three hour long uh slog fest uh i would say that uh is not as a surprise to anybody but i think that our uh, area 11 bull elk hunts this year although everyone knows about them um, I think that uh, with some of the information we gleaned from harvest and population data, there's likely to be some quota increases there. And uh, maybe it's the chance of getting a tag there this year might be better than in years past and, and maybe in, in future years. So uh, don't discount that just because it's such a popular hunt. And then also uh, our Cherry Creek herd and 121 is, has been really good and it's continuing to do well. Um, and then finally, uh, Spruce Mountain is also cranking out some great elk. Yay, you got to give your insider tips. Just a little, just so a little hint. You all get for sticking around. Yeah, I was trying to figure out how to mute Cody as he was talking, because some, mm -hmm. some of the info he was throwing out there is <laughs> part of my strategy. Good stuff. I almost wish we had started with that because this was so. No, we got to give people a reason to listen. You do. It's true. It's true. So that does it unless there's any, this is your last chance, you guys. Yeah, I got one more thing. So we've talked a little bit about um, people putting in for parties. And uh, so when you put in for a party, you, what you need is you need to find the group code. And so the group code can be found in two different places. It can be found on the receipt from their purchase. And it also can be found under the applications tab when you expand it. And then the species that you applied for has a group code. And then that's what you'll give to your friends so they can join your party. One last reminder that I forgot, unless this, we usually don't go an hour and today we're doing an hour long one. So this may have come up, but I can't remember. Um, if you haven't applied for bonus points, or if you haven't applied in two years, you lose your bonus points. So, yeah. So go into your points and applications tab. You'll be able to review all that stuff, and then, uh, yeah, just start start hitting the top ten resources on endow.org, and then go ahead and submit your application on endowlicensing.com. Cool. That pretty much does it. Thank you guys for taking probably over an hour out of your day to talk with us between all the breaks and everything. Seems like it went by really fast. So, I mean, we love talking about this stuff. It's cool seeing these guys' face. We're recording over Zoom. It's, it's fun, fun to get into what you guys applied for. That's when you really started to light up. Yeah. Took us a little bit to get warmed up, but you know, well, there's we a lot love talking about hunting, so. Exactly. We'll and we never had to ask CJ what his his essential travel was. Oh, that's true. Yeah, just, that's right. He's just on the road, just driving yeah. around. Just the so, highway, man. So Are you coming to Reno for a rabbit hunt? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Rabbit hunt in Reno. That's on. Come on, buddy. I'm ready. And then, uh, we are working seven days a week from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. answering phones. Um, Give us a phone, give us a call or hit the support button. Mm -hmm. 855 
542-6369. So we're here for you. <laughs> anyway, well, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you guys for being here. And that does it for this week's Nevada Wild. again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife.